0: I'm Kim Grennels of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund. It's Saturday afternoon out at Husky Stadium where it was the first open practice of the year. And only. First and only. First and only, yeah. Weather's a little bit changed today. There's a little bit of rain this morning. It's a probably, you know, right around high 60s, low 70s, a little cool wind coming off. And we're about to start picture day coming up here pretty quick. But, uh, you know, a couple of firsts for this uh, season's fall camp. Again, first open practice to the public and uh, first time where they actually had uh, live contact. So fans got to see a little bit. This is kind of maybe a little bit stripped down version of practice at what we've seen where what we've seen in the past has just been real drill heavy. I think they kind of cut things back a little bit. But, uh, you know, uh, first time going live too, Chris.
1: Well, they did. I mean, yes, it was. the. Well, I shouldn't say that because they actually did say that they went live a little bit. Just
0: real quick. Tell people the difference between what they did today and what we've seen and what they call thud or cut tempo. Explain that a little bit. Well, we saw
1: both today. So people got a chance to see both. And again, the live stuff they saw today was they did some live stuff when they went off site to Popkini is what they said. Mm -hmm. So live is literally that's what you would see in a game. Cut tempo is essentially you don't want to take anybody to the ground. So you're playing as close to full speed as possible, but you keep everyone upright. So you can kind of give them some love taps, but you don't want to take them down. You don't want to knock them down. Live football is what it is live football
0: yeah all the way to the ground so first time we saw that today did you notice anything different when and, they did go live well let's let's be clear though when they
1: say live football and when we say live football it's still not live football well, no they're not the playing. quarterbacks are not going to get crushed and, like they would in a game
0: and jojo mcintosh isn't taking people's heads off yeah right yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean so
1: there is there is the element of friendly fire that they try to avoid at all costs but
2: this is, let's put it this way, this is about as live as you're ever going to see it in a fall camp. In
0: a practice, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I, you know, as far as what we saw, um, you know, it, there was a lot more scrimmaging if you went by the percentage of stuff. I saw a lot more scrimmaging and situational stuff than we've seen uh, recently, although yesterday they did do quite a bit of scrimmaging, but, um, you know, they cut the practice short about by about a half an hour, maybe even a little more than that, and um, so... There was a lot of positional stuff that didn't get done, but they did do special teams work, positional work. They did drills. They did tackling uh, stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, they, they, it was a practice. It was just a shortened one
0: when we 're out here doing practice we're all not just focusing on practice all the time we're multitasking we're talking to people we're doing all kinds of different things and did I miss it or did Jacob Beeson not get a snap today no he did did he, okay. he, he got, of, he got he a got lot of snaps. Seven.
2: seven on seven, seven yeah
0: I must have missed that I must have seven. been looking down but yep. uh, did, did, did you think people got a little bit of a glimpse of what they're going to see in the future with Jacob Beeson?
2: um yeah I mean he 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 didn't have anything down the field really I think he was dropping off, dumping off almost everything because they had to coverage on the guys that he was with. Um, people got a glimpse of the future, though, with uh, Jacob Sermon and Colson Yankoff, both of whom directed touchdown drives and um, their situational stuff that they had, and, um, and just um, all the different things that you got to see from some of the youngsters, Trey Lowe. Uh, caught a touchdown pass today. So, you know, there was a lot of different things that went on, and, and uh, um, I just thought it was um, a good showcase for the guys, uh, for some of the younger guys to get out there. And first time I really saw Colson really cut it loose. I also was going to say, too, as far as, as Eason goes, he did get some 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 definite work
1: with the seven on seven. And uh, that's where you got to see a glimpse of the future when the three receivers that he happened to be using with in a particular set was Trello, Austin Osborne, and Marcus Spiker. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool too.
0: Also, we saw some different combinations on the offensive line. They were really mixing and matching that at times today.
2: Yeah, um yeah, I mean there was you couldn't really get a first team second team look because guys that we'd all seen in the second team um were all playing with the first team except for one or two guys who were in different spots. So it was just it was a lot different um to see uh different guys in there, Jacob uh Jake Browning getting getting work with guys like uh Jackson Kirkland and Jesse Sosby and those guys with them and yeah. and so um it was uh kind of an interesting combination. I, I hadn't seen uh, Browning with anybody but the first offensive line, so it was kind of interesting to well, see Well,
1: I was, I was going to write a little bit about it my observations tonight, but I was kind of wondering how much of this is just Chris Peterson's poker face. How much of this is just – how much of it is getting stuff down on film where they actually are interested in the kind of combinations that they would use mm-hmm. for a situation like this, or how much of this is just like, hey, we've got enough tape on turns of guys that we really think are going to be used – in their groupings on an offensive line, and this is strictly just for show.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they like getting getting some of those second team guys uh, work with the um, with against the first team defense. I mean, Jackson Kirkland got schooled today by Jalen Johnson on several occasions. So it's just sometimes it's nice just to get those guys worked so they can see what it's like going up against those guys.
1: Well we also know that they like building depth period. And and this certainly could have just been one of their occasions during fall camp where they just said, Hey we're going to try to mix and match some guys. We're going to try to create some combinations on the left and right and kind of see where
0: we go. Seen a lot of uh, Trey Adams out at left tackle. It's, you know, from everything I heard they wanted to try to have him ready by the um, you know, opening of the Pac-12 yeah, season. It, it looks yeah. like he may be a re- ready a little bit before that, so we'll see. He but, was
2: in the live?
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, which was which was interesting. So Cuz not... you know, he's not he was he wasn't in the the team stuff at the end for mm-hmm. the most part, but yeah, when they when they wanted to go live and they wanted to actually Go tackle. He Uh, he he was was out
0: there. So well, when we're not seeing Trey in there, we're used to seeing uh, Henry Roberts move out there to left tackle. Uh, Today we also saw Jared Hilmer's move out to left tackle. We also saw, uh, you know, last year Luke Wattenberg took that spot at left tackle, but we saw Henry Roberts today at left guard. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the first time I've seen that this year. You may have seen him there, but I haven't seen him at left guard before this year. I've seen him
2: at right guard only. I'd seen him at left tackle, right guard. Uh, both with the first unit and the second unit. So, uh, and Sosby was at yeah. left guard, and I'd only seen him at center and right guard.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Again, it, this is the kind that goes to the well, mix that and match.
0: Mi- that mix and match we saw there, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but we saw Jared Hilbers at left tackle. We saw Henry Roberts at left guard. Jesse Soseby was at center. Jackson Kirkland um, was at right guard, right and Caleb McGarry was out at right tackle. Mm-hmm. We I'd never seen that combination before.
2: Well, that's what I mean. That's, that's what we were, were talking, talking yeah. about. It's just it's completely different than normal.
0: Yeah. So it was it was kind of interesting to see that. And you know, I'm guessing you know Scott Huffs a little bit like you know uh, Dan Cosetto used to be, or Chris Strasser used to be. He Likes those guys to play multiple positions. But again, oh, yeah.
1: but again, how much of this was just for show for the fans? And how much of this was to, to give people an indication that uh, we're not going to put anything down on tape that people are going to be talking about that Auburn can pick up on?
0: Well, that's why I thought we might see a triple reverse option pass, you know, out here for an Auburn scout that might be in the stands, say, "Hey, we got to prepare for this."
1: Well, they ran some
0: wildcat. Yeah, yeah. And I saw Sean McGrew run the wildcat. The first time I've seen Sean McGrew on the, and, run the and wildcat. And
1: Savon ran it, and Miles yeah. ran it. They all ran it.
0: Yeah, no, but usually it's Miles running that. So uh, it was good to see that. A lot of Work in the red zone today as well.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it allowed the offense to get some touchdowns. Um, saw some good runs by uh, Miles Gaskin. He had one right up the gut for what about twelve yards, something like that. And then Kamari Pleasant came back, had one and up again, the gut. Again, this for is during the live six, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you know a lot of
1: times they're putting the ball down on touch, mm-hmm. and yet. You know they're able to score, which means guys aren't
2: getting their hands on mm-hmm. on these guys. Yeah. So the running backs, I thought, had a really strong day. Yeah, I thought they had. I did, do think they had a strong day. Aaron, Fuller, the catch by Aaron Fuller, I actually didn't get a chance to to see it, but I saw the route happening, and I looked down, and he had made the catch. By the time I had looked looked back up, um, but uh, from ever, from everything I've heard, it was uh, with good coverage by Miles Bryant. He had to adjust his body in the air and uh, make the catch from Jake Browning. What was that about a twelve yard? Reception, something like that. Whatever Felt longer than that. Longer than Felt that, like maybe. it was more like 15 to oh, 15 18. To 20. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, just overall, good, probably the best day the offense has had from a success standpoint, wouldn't you say? I, mean, I, I, mean, I
1: would, and I would also clarify or, or qualify that just a bit by saying they were put in
2: situations. The red yeah.
1: zone situation is really a red zone or really an opportunity for mm-hmm. the offense to have a lot of success, and to their credit, they took advantage of that. They they really scored touchdowns pretty much every time they were supposed to, um, so in that sense they they were very productive on this particular day.
0: You're going into fall camp. I thought coming out of spring ball to the pecking order at running back would be Miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, Kamari Pleasant, and then Sean McGrew. Uh, if Sean McGrew hasn't taken over that third spot, um, you know I, I'm kind of surprised that. He, I think he's moved ahead of Kamari Pleasant I, as the third guy off I the bench. I think it's
2: pretty obvious that the coaching staff feels that way. He's getting a majority of the reps with uh, the second team and the um, and in the third team. Kamari Pleasant's getting spot duty here and there, and Richard Newton really isn't getting anything. So um, I, I think at this point your, your pecking order is – I don't want to say it's set, obviously. I mean, there's still a little bit of uh, camp left, and there's also – um, you've got all of the what the two weeks of game prep that they're going to end up doing, but um, I I think Sean, Sean McGrew is your number three running back I, at I this would, point.
1: I would qualify it only in the sense that I think McGrew and Pleasant are different enough runners yeah. that they I think they'll try to find the production of that third back like they did last year with Savon as a true freshman. I think mm-hmm. they'll try to find the production for that this year in the aggregate between McGrew and Pleasant because. There are going to be plenty of situations where they're going to need pass protection, they're going to need that kind of thing in the backfield. That's what Kamari Pleasant can give you, that Sean McGrew is He's just – struggling. Yeah, yeah, there's just – I mean, I watched the running backs today in the pass protection with the tight ends. The tight ends were fairly good and fairly consistent in mm-hmm. what they were doing. Outside of Miles Gaskin, the rest of the running backs still really struggled. And, and Kamari Pleasant had a couple moments where he looked okay. But for the most part, the defense just kind of had their way with the running backs and the pass protection. So when you start looking ahead to Auburn – that's certainly a factor that i think you have to uh,
0: you have to include you know when you take a look at the running back they've all got their unique traits but you know when i'm looking at Kamari Pleasant and tell me if you guys think i'm wrong but you know what i'm seeing is kind of a guy who's kind of a tweener because you know i thought he was going to be a bigger back and put on some weight and be a guy that could pound the inside but i don't think he's put on the weight to be that big guy but when he cuts to the outside he doesn't have to he doesn't seem to have the speed that i've seen to have that burst mm-hmm.
2: yeah i I don't think you're wrong. I, you know, he, I don't know what else to say because, I mean, the guy hasn't put on the size to become that pounder inside, but I think he's got that scat back mentality that he had in high school where he could bounce things out and you can't do that. My guess is that's what Keith Bonifa talks to him about in the room is, hey, you need to hit this up inside, period and he's not doing that right now.
0: Well, I, I, don't would, think I, was, I don't think he's got the speed to be that speed guy, but you know, I think he's got the chance if he puts on the, pound, the weight to be that inside guy, but he hasn't seemed to be able to do that yet. His
1: running style to me and a similar size, not quite as big, but he reminds me a little bit of Lewis Rankin not as fast as Lewis in the in the open field, but I think in the box and I think, you know, 5 yards from the line of scrimmage, I think he's got enough quickness and enough shiftiness that he can get some yards and I thought he showed that today.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if maybe, you know, and I'm not big to talk about identity, but I think he's a guy that needs to figure out who he is, mm-hmm. you know, and find a role. He's still a young guy so there's still plenty of time, so, you know, just making that observation of the running backs, but, you know, and I said this yesterday uh, Miles Miles Gaskin is just special out there, especially, you know, when you can get him the ball uh, in open field and get him a little bit of space, you know, on those dump offs or the little screen passes and you get him a little bit of room. And I think he's just special out there. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. He's Uh, special. All right. Uh, Final thoughts. You know, just uh, anything else stand out to you today, Chris?
1: No, I thought it was a decent turnout. Obviously, there was a threat of weather, but it it held up, and I think picture day is going to be just fine. Uh, So, looking forward to the pictures today from you in terms of. Getting all the fans out there and, and seeing the interaction with the players and coaches, so I think that'll be fun. I think in general, I, I think this practice was kind of what we thought it was going to be. Did not expect the live, so that was good. And I think it was good to get that in front of the, the the fans so they could get a bit of a taste. I think it was also good to have the red zone on this particular day to give them also a, a bit of a sense of the offense. Not, not really, uh, you know the the. Um, what would it be? Uh, the, the death of the offense was a, a mm-hmm. bit premature, a little bit exaggerated. I think the offense showed that they could do some things today. And, again, those two catches with Ty Jones and uh, Aaron Fuller are pretty special, and hopefully uh, they can continue to do that because I think those are the two wide receivers right now that are starting to incrementally separate themselves from the pack. Scott Eklund.
2: Um I, I think, you know, overall, just a, it was a good, hard practice. Um, I think it was something really good to showcase to the fans. Um, lots of stuff still to work on lots of things to do still um interesting to see the different combinations i'll be real interested to see what happens tomorrow because it's a shortened practice it's only going to be an hour and a half tomorrow um it's inside and it's inside at the dempsey so they usually do a lot of special teams and drill work there i don't think we're going to hardly see any scrimmaging but i guess we'll just have to see tomorrow so we'll just see what happens there but uh overall thought it was a good practice you know practice number eight in the books um and it's hard to believe we're, we're we only have four uh, open practices for us, the media, and then we're done. Yeah. I, I mean, there's that still is, practice. it's basically but a game week. Yeah, for then that. it's game week for what twelve days or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say too that for tomorrow's practice, Sunday's practice, would expect like Scott said, a little bit more of the special teams, what have you, because this is the second day in a row they've gone full pads. Mm-hmm. I would expect them to probably ease off the the throttle just a tad and focus on a lot of the details and try to clean up some of the stuff from the turns and the reps that they've filmed the last couple days and try to work on that stuff and then hit Monday, uh, you know, going strong.
0: Yeah, a little bit cooler weather today with a little bit of wind coming off the lake, a little bit closer to what they're going to experience a game day, you know, inside Husky Stadium. I think it's especially important for the kickers and the quarterbacks. Didn't see much of the punt, nobody punting today.
1: No punting, and uh, and the the field goal guys had one, like basically one shot each uh Peyton Henry hit a short field goal almost a PAT style and then uh I think Van Soderbergh had like a 42 43 43 yarder yarder. (laughs) and missed it wide left so there wasn't really much to talk about as far as those guys went
0: Keith Gilbertson in the stands today always good to see coach his golf game is coming along over there in Hayden Lake and uh Tried to get him out for the media golf event on Thursday, and he just kind of laughed at us. But, uh, hey, Coach, if you're listening, come on over Thursday. We'll make room for you. Um, Also, uh, Mike Yam from the Pac-12 Networks was here. I'm sure he's going to have um, some – he's over here looking at some stuff. We'll try to get a hold of him and get his thoughts, just uh, some of the other practices he's been throughout the conference. Uh, Johnny DeRocher, former quarterback, was down on the sidelines today. Sonny Sixkiller was here. Sonny Sixkiller. Jim Lambright was here. Yeah, two former Husky head coaches. Yeah, so good to see Coach Lambright, it's always good to see Coach Lambright. So, uh, you know, we're just grinding through, grinding through fall practice. A little bit of Groundhog's Day because we're going through a lot of the stuff uh, day after day. So, um, we're going to head out to picture day. I'm going to get a lot of pictures of the fans and stuff. So, uh, I got my kids here. Yeah, we'll have I'm some, we'll have some fun out there. It Looks like the weather's going to hold out. So, back at it again on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is our final day of practice. So, just grinding along. So, hey, from all of us, guys from Dogman.com, I'm Kim Grinnells, along with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund. Go Dogs.